You are listening to Meet the Thriller Author, the podcast where I interview authors of mysteries, thrillers, and suspense books. I am your host, Alan Peterson, and this is episode number 108. In this episode of the podcast, we welcome back Joseph Reed, author of the Seth Walker series. The Seth Walker series is an Amazon Charts best-selling series, and his latest book, Departure, which is out today, August 11th, 2020, continues the adventures of Air Marshal Seth Walker as he hunts a potential terrorist who could hold the key to the darkest chapter of his own past. So join me as I talk with uh, Joe about his book series, the his writer's journey, and about how one of his books ended up on a bit played out on national television with Seth Meyers and Fred Armisen. You can watch that clip from The Late Night with uh, Seth Meyers on my website, thrillerauthors.com. It's uh, pretty funny. I would recommend you go check that out. Uh, you can also find out uh, show notes, resource links, and access to the 100-plus interviews uh, featured on the podcast so far. I'd also ask you to please go visit uh, ratethispodcast.com forward slash M-T-T-A. And rate and review this podcast. It's the best way to get the word out about the podcast and get it in front of uh, more uh, people. So please uh, visit ratethispodcast.com forward slash M-T-T-A. That's M-T-T-A as in meet the thriller author. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. So here we go. My interview with Joseph Reed. Hey, everybody. This is uh, Alan with Meet the Thriller Author. And uh, on the podcast, I'm uh, welcoming back uh, Joseph Reed. How are you doing today, Joe? I'm great. Thanks for having me on again, Alan. I really appreciate it. Yeah, no problem. Uh, a lot has changed since we last talked in the world and, <laughs> and in everything. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we are we are living in a very unique time. Yeah, we're just chatting a little bit uh, offline here. Um, hope everybody, everyone's, everyone's all right in your family and yourself and everything. Oh, thanks. Yeah, we're we're down in Southern California, and so I was telling you, our county is. Uh, you know, is obviously locked down, and and I know you guys are too. So uh, hope you and everybody up there is safe and sound, and um, hopefully we'll all just get through this together. Tell us a little bit, uh, just a reminder for our listeners: uh, you, you're uh, you're an attorney, and now you're writing a, a best-selling uh, thriller uh, books about the air marshals. Can you tell us a little bit about your background again? Just a little reminder. Yeah, and, sure. Uh, and what's been going on since we last talked? Of course. So. Yeah, my, my day job is uh, that I'm a patent litigator. So I, I litigate high stakes intellectual property cases on technology in federal court. So if a tech company has a patent or a tech company gets sued that they're infringing somebody else's patent, uh, those are the kinds of cases that I handle. Uh, so technology kind of plays a, a, a primary role in my, in my day job. And so, yeah, three years ago, I, I published um, my first thriller. It was called Takeoff. Uh, it featured the debut of uh, an air marshal turned investigator uh, who investigates crime in and around aviation. Uh, I did that because I, was, I found I was spending most of my life uh, on airplanes and in airports. And I found it to be a really unique setting and, and a place that touched on a lot of interesting, exciting stuff, whether it's smuggling or terrorism or pandemics or, or anything you can imagine, uh, there were a lot of possibilities there. So uh, Takeoff came out in 2018. Uh, like you said, it, it was a bestseller uh, on the Amazon charts. So I, I was really grateful and happy about that. Uh, the sequel came out last year. The sequel was called False Horizon. Uh, it was Walker's second adventure and and where the first one was really about babysitting uh, a pop singer uh, across uh, on a cross-country flight and then getting ambushed when they land in L.A., 
and having to go on the run. Uh, False Horizon was about a plane crash in Appalachia. And so Walker goes up into the woods and there's frackers and drug dealers and miners and eco-terrorists and all kinds of potential suspects who might have brought this little commuter plane down. He's got to investigate what happened. Uh, and so the, the third installment called Departure uh, is coming out in uh, very soon. Uh, August 11th is the release date. And so this uh, is a missing persons case. Uh, and it happens up close to you. Uh, the book opens at the San Francisco SFO airport, uh, one of my favorite airports. And uh, a, a mysterious person has gone missing inside the airport. And so Walker gets called up to try and find this missing person. And they've got to figure out whether whether that person might be the victim of a crime or maybe he's up to no good. And that's how the book starts off. That's an awesome uh, a plot. Uh, never thought about that, about what would happen if somebody goes missing <laughs> inside an airport. Is that, how do you get that idea? Is that uh, based on something that you read or? No, it was, it was kind of the, um, you know, the classic uh, kind of confounding mystery, right? It's, it's like, you know, the, the dead body in the locked room, right? Well, you know, I, like I said, I spent a lot of time in airports. <laughs> I spent a lot of time thinking about sort of the surveillance that goes on and the security. And as I was doing that, yeah, it sort of occurred to me, oh, well, what if someone, what if someone was found dead here? What if someone went missing inside the airport? How exactly would that work? How would you, how could you evade, you know, all the video cameras and all the security and all the new measures that are, that are in place inside a modern international airport to keep track of everybody? Uh, you know, to to do something uh, you know, nefarious, and so that, that that's kind of the genesis of it. So you put in a lot of research into your books, obviously, with the airplanes and the air marshals. Uh, is that is your has, has your process changed at all? Is it keep being the same? Can you tell us a little walk us through that. Um, yeah, so we talked about this, I think, for takeoff, but mm-hmm. but yeah, the the research for this book was pretty was pretty interesting. I'd spent a bunch of time at SFO. Uh, you know, like I said, it, it is one of my favorite airports. It's a beautiful airport. It's a big airport. Uh, but SFO is kind of a unique arrangement where um, not all the terminals are reachable from all the other terminals. Sometimes you have to go outside security. And so uh, I did things like I would fly up in the morning on one airline and spend several hours in one side of the terminal, then go out of security, do some stuff outside security then go back in in a different terminal uh, and then fly a different airline home so that I could sort of photo reference and walk the different places in the airport. Uh, you know, it, it was things like that. I, I, I joke around in some of these interviews, you know, I, I tend to take pictures of things and in places where you're not really supposed to take pictures. And SFO, I actually had a little scare where I, I, an alarm went off behind me as I was photographing a door I probably wasn't supposed to photograph. So I, I had a feeling I was going to get thrown in the airport <laughs> clink for a minute, but that didn't happen. So that was a good thing. Um, but yeah, it, it was a lot of fun to research. Um, you know, they've done a bunch of renovation to the terminals mm-hmm. at SFO in the last few years. Um, yeah, I've been flying there as long as I've been a lawyer, so so like twenty years. But um, you know, some of the some of the new concourses are really modern and really beautiful. And they, they're sort of a sharp contrast to the parts of the airport that haven't been done over. And so I really, 
uh, I tried to give hopefully the reader as much of a feel for the different the different places in the airport and the different styles of the airport as you move from one place to another. That's a, yeah, that's awesome that you're capturing that in the novel because that's something like when people come visit me in San Francisco, depending on where they come, they'll be like, I can't believe that's your terminal. This is San Francisco. (laughs) Or somebody else comes into the newer parts of the airport. They're like, this is a really cool terminal. (laughs) Tale of two cities, I guess for now. And that and that opens it up to to a bunch of really interesting things. I mean, that there's so many carriers that fly in and out of that airport. You know, a bunch are domestic, a bunch are international. You know, there is kind of a, a different feel to um, you know sort of the the lower tier, lower priced you know domestic um, carriers as opposed to like the super fancy uh, you know, lounge seating for the international customers and things like that. And, and so there's, there's definitely some aspects of that baked into the book too. Just to remind the readers and for the new, uh, listeners and for the new subscribers as well, uh, what was your interest in, uh, with aviation? Cause you had an interesting uh, history with it or interest in it. Yeah. So my, my father was a Navy pilot. And so I grew up, uh, you know, with him, uh, flying helicopters and, and even when we would be on commercial planes, you know, he would, he would sort of explain how the plane was working and, and things like that. And then, you know, I ended up not being able to fly because I'm colorblind. And, and that's one of the, the few restrictions on, in the military on being a pilot. So um, I wasn't able to do that, even though that was something I aimed at when I was a kid. Uh, but I found myself really spending a ton of time um, you know, doing sort of civil aviation flying around for my clients and my cases. You know, I have to go to Asia probably three or four or five times a year. Um, I've flown, you know, I think it's like two or three million miles total um, on a variety of airlines. So, um, you know, I've spent a bunch of time in, in and around, you know, that world. I have a bunch of friends who are pilots um, who fly their own planes. Um, and so I've got a bunch of exposure to that world. And, and like I said, it's, uh, to me, it was a really interesting thing. And, and once you know what you're looking for, you know, airports, um, I think I have this line in takeoff, um, you know, airports are a little like Disneyland. Um, like there's the parts you see, and then there's the parts that you don't see, right? And, and once you sort of know what's going on behind the scenes, suddenly I think you're a lot more aware about you know, what those hidden doors lead to and what's, you know, what's going on behind the, the facade of it. And, and so that was really, really interesting to me and something I wanted to, I wanted to bring out in these books and, and by having a character who's uh, accustomed to operating in this world and knows about this world. Yeah, can you tell us uh, about, about your character, about Seth Walker, how that uh, all came to be and how you put him, uh, how you uh, developed him and how he's grown in the, in the, throughout three books? Sure, sure. So uh, Seth is uh, a member of the Federal Air Marshal Service, but uh, due to a mysterious incident that I haven't actually written a book about yet or published a book about yet, um, his cover was blown by a mysterious woman who was trying to kill him. And so uh, the Air Marshal Service was kind of stuck with this guy who was very smart and a good Air Marshal. Uh, but didn't really have uh, the ability to fly as an air marshal anymore. So they've they've assigned him to be this investigator and liaison to law enforcement, and that's 
that's how these cases come to him. And that is how he gets sucked into all these mysteries and adventures. Um, in his past life, before he was an air marshal, he was an electrical engineer. And he was at a very successful uh, high-tech company. He was an executive. Uh, and so he's got this whole backstory to him um, that really, you know, some of those details come out in departure. Uh, I get into some of the backstory about why he left. Uh, there are two mysteries in this book that overlay. And one is a, a mystery in Seth's past. Uh, that sort of explains how he got to where he is now. Um, and, and a lot of that was really inspired by, you know, the people I work with and interact with every day. You know, I'm, uh, for my cases, I'm involved with a lot of expert witnesses. A bunch of the lawyers I work with are engineers. And, and to me as a form, I used to be a biologist uh, before I became a lawyer. Um, and to me, when I look at things, I, I see things from a sort of biological point of view. Um, you know, I look at something and I see bones and blood vessels and organs. Um, to me, engineers are so fascinating because, you know, you walk into a room and you know, I see four walls and they're thinking about the wiring inside and how wireless signals might bounce around the, the room and things like that. Um, and so I, I tried to give Seth some of those um, interesting insights about technology and, and he brings those insights to his cases. I mean, a lot of times he's sort of called on to, you know, MacGyver his way out of trouble, if you will. Um, and, and he does that in every book. And, uh, you know, Departure is no different. He has to, uh, you know, use his knowledge of technology and how things work to help solve the crime. And uh, so that's, that's hopefully an interesting facet that makes him a little different. Uh, then you run at the mill, you know, sort of PI working in a, in one city. Yeah, that's definitely what's the case for me. That's uh, when I uh, enjoy reading your book was, um, was that background. He was not, he's not your typical, I mean, you know, he still kicks butt, of course, it's a thriller, but uh, <laughs> not your typical, you know, cowboy type uh, uh, line enforcement guy, but like, you know, like you said, an engineer background. So that's a think his way through things differently than, uh, and brute force sometimes. So uh, that was a very enjoyable and made it very different from uh, other thrillers. Thanks. Yeah. He's, you know, he's, he's a very cerebral guy. He's a guy who spends a lot of time in his head. He's a little, you know, he's not necessarily antisocial, but he, he's a little quieter. And so, yeah, when he, when he runs into, like you said, the, the cowboy types, um, and he certainly has in the various books, um, that, that hopefully does make for some inter interesting interactions. Um, you know, as, as he comes up against, you know, either FBI or local PD that, um, that have sort of a different attitude towards things than he does and, and see things in a very different way than he does. Yeah, it's really cool. That reminds me of uh, Daniel Silva and uh, uh, Gabriel Allen. Mm -hmm. His character is like an art restorer and, and right. a super spy. So. <laughs> kind of cool. Uh, so um, w w where are you at now with the, uh, with the series? You got the three books out now? Uh, do you plan yeah. So you we're, we're waiting for the release of the third one. Um, so very excited about that. Uh, you know, I obviously, um, I would love to keep writing Seth and, and hopefully the, the readers will support that and, and there'll be demand for you know more Seth books in the future. Um, I, I have a when I when I set out to write Seth, I sort of mapped out a whole bunch of stories that I could use um, if he was a successful character and if it was a successful series. So um, you know, there's 
there's plenty of airports and plenty of adventures, you know, still left for him to go to. Uh, but then I'm also, you know, I'm also working on some, some other projects. Um, you know, we've talked about, uh, you know, some, some standalone or new series ideas. Um, because I'm a lawyer in my day job, um, you know, I've certainly thought about writing a legal thriller. And, and when I first started writing, that was a common question I got was whether I wanted to write a legal thriller or not. And then there's, you know, there's plenty of other sort of options for, for thrillers these days. They can go in so many different directions. So, so I've got a few ideas in the hopper and, and we'll see what's next. Yeah, that'd be kind of interesting with, uh, with everything that's going on now. Yeah, no, it's funny you say that. I, I did, you know, when I was jotting down story ideas, you know, this is years ago when I was first working out Seth and, and his arc, um, a, a pandemic sort of bio, you know, biohazard, bioterrorism storyline was one of the things I wrote down because, you know, airports are obviously a place that um, is a focal point whenever you're talking about, you know, the transmission of, of disease. Um, I never knew that we'd actually get to have it in real life before I got to write about it. Um, so that's, that's a, that's a change. And, and yeah, the, the fact that no one's flying right now is weird. I mean, I'm, I'm used to being on an airplane, you know, several days a month, several weeks a month. Even, you know, I think you've seen my social media pages, uh, you know, every day on Instagram, I post a, and Facebook, I post a different picture from a different airport. You know, I call it airport art. Um, but, but I've, I've been grounded and I think so many other people have been grounded that it's, it's weird to, um, to not be flying and to be thinking about all of those aviation ideas at this time when it seems like, uh, like no one's getting on a plane. Yeah. A, my wife travels a lot for her, for her job. And yeah, she's, she's been grinding out for three months. <laughs> so they're working from home too. So a lot of, lots of changes. Yeah. Yeah. No, it is. It is very weird. My suitcase has stayed in my closet, which is not what I'm used to it being. And um, so can, can you tell us a little bit about your, your, your process, your writing process? I know we talked about this in the, in the past interview, but um, when you get the idea and you start sitting down, uh, what's a writing day like for you? Sure. Um, so before I, before I start on a book, uh, I tend to do like a two page or three page treatment. Um, that's sort of a synopsis of the high points of the plot and what the adventure is about and, and what the major themes are. And, and then once I really start down to uh, getting down to the writing, uh, my writing day is usually um, about 4 a.m. to about 8 a.m. I get up super early, stumble to my office, he either here at home or usually at work. And, and I write for a few hours before I have to do my day job. I work for you know, three, four hours a day on fresh new text, um, and, and I find I do the, the fresh writing from scratch best in the morning. And then uh, I tend to leave editing for later in the day or at night, because um, I find I can do that um, later in the day. Uh, so that, that's kind of how it works out. I, I tend to get about halfway through a book keeping track of all my mistakes um, and all the things I'll need to change. Um, and about halfway, two thirds, I always find that I'm sort of fed up with all the, all the things that have changed and all the mistakes I've made. And so I kind of go back to the start um, and I kind of revise from there um, back to where I left off. And then I just blaze through and I finish the book. And that's sort of the first draft. Um, and then, you know, of course I do, you know, a couple of hard rewrites, um, typically before I turn it in, 
but um you know i've been on a, a book a year pace and so you know it's probably um you know three you know three months of maybe researching and and outlining and things like that and then you know a couple of months of of hard writing um before i turn it in and then we do the rounds of edits and all that stuff yeah that's pretty that's pretty inspiring for people like you know with, with the, you have a very uh, demanding jobs and as a litigator and you're still finding the time to uh, write when you can. So waking up at four in the morning, that's uh, some dedication. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's, you know, uh, uh, people have described it as therapy and it really <laughs> is. Um, you know, I know a lot of people who get up that early and, and work out or, or do yoga or meditate and, and writing sort of that outlet for me, it really, it keeps me centered and keeps me calm. And um, I, I really, I just really love the process. You know, there, I think every author at, at a certain point before they get published has to, has to face the idea that maybe this is never going anywhere and, and am I going to keep doing it or not? Um, yeah, I always enjoyed it so much that it was like, hey, if, even if these books just sit in a drawer, like I, I really want to get them out um, and I really want to do them. And so um, you know, the fact that I've had some success with it has been a, a total blessing. Um, but really I, I just love to write and I love the process and, and, uh, you know, it can be frustrating at times, but it, but it's also, you know, so, so rewarding. Uh, was Takeoff your first published book? Yes. Yes. Uh, Takeoff in 2018 was my debut. Oh, wow. Yeah. So did you, did you always, I mean, for how long did you have the idea of writing a, a fiction uh, in your head? <laughs> Yeah, so I started my first. I started writing my first book when my first child um, was just about born, and she just turned fifteen. So um, I started a long time ago. Had a lot of false starts. Um, you know, wrote several novels that are sitting in drawers and will never see the light of day. Um, Takeoff was really about the third book that I wrote. Um, you know, finished, uh, and so that was. Um, that was the lucky one that, you know, that got me an agent and, and got me published and all that stuff. But, um, but yeah, obviously lots of, lots of rejections and lots of false starts and, and lots of time in the slush pile before that. <laughs> yeah. And that's a, you were with Thomas and Mercer, right? That's uh, the publisher. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Thomas and Mercer. Yeah. I hear good things about them. Everyone always talks so, so well about, about their marketing and everything. So. Yeah, I've been very blessed. They've been very good to me. Uh, it's obviously the only place I've ever been, um, <laughs> but it's been a pleasure, and and they've treated me wonderfully. So, you know, I wanted to ask you something. I remember a, a few months ago, uh, or maybe it was longer than that. Uh, times losing <laughs> 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 track of time nowadays. But uh, I remember that your, uh, your one of your books, your cover of your book, made it to the Seth Meyers show on a, a bit that they were doing. That was uh, that was so funny. That must have been so surreal for you. How did it all? Turn, how did all that happen? Yeah, so that was that was takeoff, um, and and it was the most bizarre sort of thing. So the the bit they did was um, called guess a guess a book by its cover, or judge a book by its cover, and and the idea is that Seth Meyers holds up a book um, without telling Fred Armisen over in the band anything about it, and Fred has to guess, you know, the plot of the book. And obviously it, it's for laughs. And so, you know, Fred Armisen goes in the opposite direction of whatever the cover is. And so my cover happens to have um, you know, a giant airplane sort of zooming off a runway. Uh, that's the cover of Takeoff. 
And so Fred Armisen took a look at that and, and said it must be an 1800s romance. <laughs> but I didn't see the bit live. I, I don't stay up late enough to see any of those late night shows. So I came in one morning to do my writing and I always sort of check social media and, and check email and stuff before I get started. And I had a message from a friend um, who said, oh, you must be so happy about the Seth Meyers show last night. And I, I was like, what are you talking about? Um, but it was four in the morning, so I couldn't actually ask. So <laughs> I went, I had to Google it. Um, so I Googled my name and Seth Meyers. And sure enough, they'd posted the bit on YouTube and that that was kind of how I saw it for the first time. Um, I had no idea what was happening. My publisher had no idea what was happening. It was, it was completely spontaneous, but it was, it was very funny. And it was, yeah, it was a, a great, a great, very cool thing. And now I have pictures of Seth Meyers holding my book um, up in my office. So that, that was yeah. a lot of fun. Yeah, that's awesome. So obviously something like Seth Meyers or someone in the staff uh, was reading your books. So that's pretty, pretty sweet and pretty good yeah. exposure. <laughs> Yeah, no, I'll take it. I'll take it. <laughs> Best place for uh, our listeners to uh, find you, uh, your website, uh, Joseph. Uh, I'm sorry, yeah. what's your website? My website is Joseph Reed Books. It's R-E-I-D books.com. And then all of my social media is basically the same. Uh, on Instagram, I'm Joseph Reed Books. On Twitter, I'm Joseph Reed Books. On Facebook, I'm Joseph Reed Books 1. Uh, but that's just a weird Facebook thing. Uh, but yeah, uh, folks can find uh, my email address on my website. They can find links to all the books uh, at all their favorite outlets. Um, they can sign up for my newsletter, which comes out every month. Uh, it's got uh, news, you know, behind the scenes stuff and news about the books. And I throw a bit, I used to be a shark scientist. And so there's always a running bit in each of my newsletters about some shark species you probably haven't heard of. That's a little gimmick I like to throw in there. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, uh, always happy to hear from readers, always happy to have people sign up and, and give the books a try. All right. And the, so the pressure comes out on August 11th. Hopefully people will give it a try. Um, the other two books are up there, uh, and, uh, hope everyone likes it. If they give it a try, it was, it was very much a labor of love. And, um, I, I think it's probably the, the most mysterious Walker book so far, you know, the takeoff was really. Uh, a race against time. This is a race against time too, but there's there's a much bigger mystery sort of at the heart of this one. Cool. I'm looking forward to reading it because especially with the San Francisco connection, but yeah, I enjoyed your first two books. Highly recommend the listeners to go check them out. Thank you so much, Alan. I really appreciate you having me. All right. Thanks, Joe. It's nice talking to you again. You too. Have a great day. Thanks for listening to the Meet the Thriller Author podcast. Be sure to visit thrillerauthors.com to join the conversation, access the show notes, and discover great thrilling reads. If you enjoy the podcast, I'd love for you to subscribe, uh, rate, and give a review uh, to it, wherever it is that you're listening to this uh, podcast, be it uh, iTunes, uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, Spotify, uh, wherever it is that you're uh, listening to this right now, I would appreciate it. And uh, please do check out my own thriller novels over at my website at alanpeterson.com. Until next time.